Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OzCastNetwork.com for details. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Come on, girls. Let's go shopping. That's not a knife. (laughs) This is a knife. What are you looking at? Rolling in a boy jumping man. You're mad, you bastard. Far am you, far am you. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash, right? Cash, no. Robo? No cash. I swear to Christ, Lou, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Wook Wook. Hello and welcome to The Last New Wave, the podcast that looks at the wide and varied landscape that is Australian cinema. On this episode, I am going to be interviewing uh, director of Constance on the Edge, Belinda Mason. Constance on the Edge is a documentary about refugees coming to Australia and is being played as part of the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival, which is running in Melbourne uh, from July 9th through to 16th this year. Head over to the website mdff.org.au for more details. Constance on the Edge will be screening on July 14th at 9.30pm. Let's have a listen to the trailer and be back with the interview with Belinda Mason. My world I'm living in is very strange and complicated. A world of sweet dreams and horror. A world of living and walking with the dead. A world of confusion and pretending. A world of whole me and a little me inside. A world I call home and sometimes not. If I could write it again, I would write it differently. discuss your film which is a a really fantastic film um so i guess starting off uh yeah if you want to tell uh the listeners a little bit about it um would be fantastic to begin with yeah of course um it's a film that was um shot over a long period of time constance and i um met about 10 years ago when i made another film with her called i'll call australia home And that was when Constance and her family had just arrived in Australia 
after 10 years in a refugee camp in Kenya. And um, that film was very much about the honeymoon period of living and moving to a new place. Um, so not long after that film was finished, a few years after, Constance called me and said that things weren't working out for her in Australia. Could I come down and see her again? Because she lives in Wagga Wagga, which is about 400 kilometres from Sydney. And um, could we start filming again? Uh, to film the real story of refugee, what it's like for a refugee to settle in a new country. Yeah, and it's a really fascinating film. It's really great uh, and beautifully shot as well. Uh, her story is just really, really involving. So I'm, I'm grateful as a somebody who who likes to hear these stories uh, about refugees. You know, it's, it's great that you've been able to bring this to the screen. So thank you very much for that. Ah, it's a great pleasure. It was a wonderful experience being with Constance and her family and um, incredible to be allowed into that, those kind of intimate spaces where... Um, so we really get to see a personal story of a family um, uh, and, you know, then not the sort of people who we see on television a great deal or see on our movie screens. So it was... Um, a great privilege. Well, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And certainly um, coming after having done that, that first film, uh, quite a period of time sort of in advance of doing this one, was that was that sort of uh, what you had, had sort of planned to do, uh, you know, in, in your documentary filmmaking career, I guess? Was that kind of the narrative that you wanted to tell yourself? Well, it was an observational film, so I didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, I knew that there was, you know, Constance was facing some really big challenges. Like, um, for instance, her son was in a, a really bad way, and she was trying to protect him. Um, and that, so that got her in trouble with the police. And I knew that things were happening like that, but I had no idea where where it was going to go. Um, but certainly, Constance is such a fantastic character. She is feisty and incredibly funny and always laughs at herself. And she's just really, really good fun to be around. So I knew that, and I knew that she had the strength to challenge the status quo, and that's what she certainly did. I, I definitely think she did. She's a really very luminescent uh, character on screen, and it's it's quite a joy seeing her talk about her family, a, even though you know she is talking about some really difficult things. She's you know talking about her history and, and things like that, which are very uh, painful to hear, but. We, you know, through her, her great character, we can understand and empathize with her a lot more, which I think is just, just brilliant. And uh, certainly, I mean, unfortunately, anybody who pays attention to the news in Australia know that our refugee situation here is not the best. But it's, I hope that through characters like Constance, you know, we're, we're able to understand and empathize a lot more and understand their story. So from that, that aspect, 
you know, the the first film I think came out in was it two thousand and five? Is that correct? Two thousand six. Yeah. So there's you know there's quite a distance between then and and this particular film coming out. Um, how do you think that the 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 climate has changed uh, for for the story for her story in particular and and the refugee story as well? Yeah, well, I think that, you know, there are so many stories about refugees uh, in the news. And I think that we really often, you know, we can't um, connect with those stories because we're bombarded with them. Um, So I think it's really important to humanise those stories and make them really personal. And I think that, yeah, certainly the political climate has changed. I think that um, there is uh, a lot of, and well, maybe not antagonism, but there's a lot of negative um, press around refugees. Um, but mind you, in 2005, when I started filming with Constance, the film, the first film, I'll call Australia Home, um, there were kind of some political some comments made by politicians around that time about African refugees they were quite negative comments and immediately um, in Wagga there was a lot of abuse both physical sorry not physical both verbal abuse and letters sent to people hate letters racist letters so, you know, the, I think the political climate kind of gives permission for people to um, to be nasty. Mm, yeah, which is, it's terrible. It, it really is, especially, you know, as you, as you display here, these are people who are just trying to make a life for themselves in society. And one of the things which I think is just great that you, you represent here is that you know, there is a an, a really interesting exploration of both depression and trauma, and what it means to to come from a you know a war torn country and some really um, terrible situations to a place where that doesn't exist, but there are still triggers here. So, you know, in that in that aspect, how was it getting those those parts of the story? out of the the you know charles and and constance and the family um because it's you know it can't have been easy for them but uh, it's something that i think viewers need to see to understand the situation a lot more yeah i think some of those very very sensitive things that constance talks about um were well a lot of those things didn't come out until the last shoot and you know I've been shooting with Constance for a really long time but um, some of the things that she talked about and I guess I shouldn't reveal too much no of course yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) if viewers I don't want to yeah (laughs) were uh, yeah you know it took a a great deal of um, of Constance's well, she, you know, she really spoke from the heart and, and said exactly what had happened to her in the war. And then the things that happened and triggered things in Australia, I think in particular um, her experiences with police in Australia were really quite confronting. And I think 
you know, speaking to other refugees, that that was not an uncommon experience. And um, certainly Constance's trauma re-emerged when, uh, when she experienced racism and when she experienced um, uh, people uh, rejecting her, I guess. Mm. And I think that that's because a lot of refugees have gone through a, a very uh, high degree of rejection when they've had to flee their own country, that, um, that that is a trigger again. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's certainly um, something that I guess we... We don't understand as Australians an unfortunate situation. We don't understand what they've come from, and unfortunately, you know, the there are those triggers, and that can really, really cause uh, some really difficult things to occur. Uh, which I think you you outline wonderfully here in the film, and and that's it's just a it's a really very powerful movie. Um, one of the things which you utilise to to be able to fill in the the backstory, uh, Constance's history, I guess is the way of putting it better than backstory, um, is you use this beautiful animation, which I think is just really really painterly, and it it, it melds into the story really well. Um, first of all, who who is the animator, and how did you come to the decision to use animation in that particular way? The animator is an absolutely brilliant artist, and she is now head of the uh, of animation at the film school in Sydney, oh, the Australian um, Film and Te- Television and Radio School. And her name is Susan Danta. And Susan and I met before I started shooting to talk about how we would create the animation. I knew that there would be uh, areas that I wouldn't be able, that there would be no footage for. And also I I didn't really want to use news footage because I think we see so much war news footage and, and we turn off from that. So we wanted to create something different that evoked memories and um, took you to sort of another place. and. So we decided that we'd do um, rotoscoping, and that is I filmed a lot of the footage or found archival footage, and then Susan painted over the top. Mm. And yeah, it works, it it kind of blends in really well. We were really pleased with the end result. Yeah, I think it adds, I mean, the story itself is, you know, emotional as, as it is, but it adds a... A level of, um, I guess, authenticity and relatability in a way that um, I haven't seen animation in these kinds of stories uh, be used before. So, you know, the films, documentaries have used animation to tell uh, parts that they couldn't show properly very well. But I think this is certainly uh, the best that I've seen because it feels so in line with everything else that is going in the, in the story. And, you know, hats off for that. It's a, It's not going to be easy. Yeah, but it's... It works so well. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, thanks. Um, we think it. We love it. <laughs> as you should. As you should. Um, so when you know when you started uh, the the first film, how did you come in contact with Constance? Were you already doing work with um, refugees to begin with, or was that? 
I, um, I actually met Constance at the Wagga Wagga Town Hall and initially we were filming with another family from a refugee background. They were from Rwanda and they had just arrived in Australia and they were deeply, deeply traumatised and we realised quite quickly that filming with them would not be good for them and so we were looking for someone else and um, uh, somebody mentioned that Constance was at this meeting at the town hall and as soon as I met her I knew she was just so fantastic and, and the really great thing about Constance is that in the refugee camp she works for FilmAid and FilmAid is this extraordinary organisation that's a not for profit organisation that works in most refugee camps and they bring films to the camps and they have these massive trucks with mobile screens they pull out and then show films at night in open air, in the open air, and often there are 10,000 people who come and see the film. Wow, wow. <laughs> Just incredible. And of course, they, they as there are people from different um, countries who speak different languages, they need interpreters and Constance worked as an interpreter for Film Aid. So she knew that, or knows the power of film and she always said that, I know the power of film, I understand it. Yeah. yeah. It was a great collaboration with Constance. Yeah, I, I think it really is. And has, is this something that you've, you're with this particular film at least are you trying are you hoping to um certainly break down sort of the barriers regarding refugees or or what is your your sort of end goal besides obviously getting people to to watch the film and and understand it is there a um you know uh donations or anything like that 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 you're aiming to to hopefully gain from from viewings from this film well, we have an impact campaign and we're trying to get it um, seen by as many people as possible. And I guess the message that we're trying to get across is, well, there are, there are two messages. And one is that um, welcoming refugees really has positive outcomes for their just, you know, kind of how well they'll do here in Australia. And there are so many ways to welcome refugees. And we have um, a lot of information on our website and suggestions. And there's things like, you know, volunteering um, at, uh, and there are a list of places you can volunteer, get involved in welcome dinners, um, write to your local member of parliament and say that you welcome refugees, do some research on refugees, so there, there are lots and lots of um, things you can do. We've even got a list of children's books uh, that are great for reading. But the other thing, the other message that we're trying to get across is that um, people like Constance, who are first-generation refugees and, and their children, are so resilient and courageous and um, they just have so much to offer their survivors and and they they really are like the Aussie battler they have mm-hmm. that spirit so 
Yeah, that, I think they're the two main messages. Yeah, and I think that as you're saying, you, you've hit the nail on the head there at the end. The the Aussie battler spirit shines through in the in these stories so much. And you know, when you hear about the how uh, you know, unfortunately, the the jobs that they they have that are available for them just aren't the best jobs. Say, for example, working at the abattoir and stuff like that. It's it's really you know. Even through these difficult careers, uh, they 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 keep on going because it's you know a path to a better life for them, and and you certainly do get that that Aussie battler spirit from them, and I think that's really fantastic to to be able to see. And and unfortunately, as you're saying, you know there are there are other people who um, maybe aren't as uh, vibrant, I guess, as as Constance is that that we need to still remember and, and think about and, and through these uh, the this resources that you've got on your website, which I'll make sure to uh, put a link in the show notes for people who are listening and, and people who go and see the film um, to do some more research because it's, uh, you know, it's something that we as Australians certainly need to, to do more uh, reading and understanding about. Mm, fantastic, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and people can host their own screenings too on from our website. Um, we've um, linked up with the Refugee Council of Australia oh, great. to great. celebrate Refugee Week and so we're hoping for screenings all around the country and individuals can have screenings or schools. We have a special um, schools education resource, um, councils, libraries, community groups, anybody can have a screening. So they're... Um, that's all all that information is on the website mm. and your and this film is obviously screening at the melbourne documentary film festival and how was it being approached to be to be part of the that particular festival it's got a great lineup of films and and i've certainly seen quite a lot of them yeah it's <laughs> lineup of films they're, they're superb yeah um I, I was just approached and asked whether i would be oh no no i think think I applied. Oh, sure. (laughs) There are so many festivals that, (laughs) Um, yeah, we applied for the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival and we got in, which is very exciting. Yeah, and, you know, certainly the the theme that I've seen with the films that I've watched, at least, there is a lot of uh, social conscious uh, documentaries that are that are being played there. So, uh, for people who are attending, you know, obviously, uh, please do go and watch this particular film. Um, but you, they are going to get a lot out of, uh, you know, an, an understanding of society um, with the the films that are on display there, which is just fantastic to see. It is. It's really great. Yeah. Um, one of the 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 other things which I found very interesting, and unfortunately, I haven't had the time to watch the first uh, film in this this kind of series i guess in a way um i I got a feeling a bit like uh jillian armstrong's films her documentaries where she's uh revisited the the same girls over you know 10 years or so um given the gap between this one and the first one is there a plan to sort of revisit constance and her story in the future um and tell her story in six seven years time see where she's at then no plan at the moment but um, you never know, and maybe one of her children will take that up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her daughter Vicky, who is just finishing off her nursing degree, oh, great. And oh, great. hopes to be a paediatrician. Um, 
she also uh, is very interested in filmmaking. So you never know. And, um, yeah, hopefully they do that. (laughs) It would be be really fantastic. I would love to see... Uh, how their story progresses for sure because um you know it's it's a positive story and it's it's one that i think that we can all learn from yeah definitely yeah, definitely Great. yeah yeah fantastic <laughs> um do you have any other things that you want to say about about the film um other than please go and see it <laughs> um no i can't think of anything else to say um oh the only thing i guess is that it was one of the films funded by the Good Pitch Initiative. So it was fully funded by Philanthropists, which is a really fantastic thing in um, this time when it's hard to get funding for documentaries, like really hard to get funding for docos in Australia. So... um, It it really is, yeah. And, uh, you know, sorry to interrupt, but I think, you know, we... We do produce some really fantastic documentaries, and um, you know, through the the film reviews that we do, we we watch quite a fair few of them. And you know, I'm always uh, really, really, really. I mean, it sounds strange because I had no involvement in, but I'm proud as an Australian to see these kinds of films being made, and it's really fantastic to see. So, I, I'm not too familiar with this um, the the particular the philanthropist. Um, funding and stuff like that can you can you just talk about that for just a short moment just to sure um good pitch uh squared it's unfortunately it's finished now but it went for three years and it started um in 2014 2015 sorry and it was uh connects up philanthropists with filmmakers with partners people who are working in the space so for instance our film we connected up we were connected up through good pitch with people like um starts and assets i think mm-hmm. it is in uh-huh. western australia um who are organizations who work with refugees around torture and trauma counseling Um, as well as we were connected up to settlement services organisations in Australia. Uh, And those people kind of have supported us as we've um, rolled the film out and kind of connected us up to all of their audiences. But the philanthropists, uh, so there's something called The Pitch, and it was held at the Opera House, and there, there were six films that were selected, I think, out of about 120 wow, the year wow. that we went. And, uh, and then we pitched to a room full of philanthropists. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just fantastic because our film was funded in 10 minutes. Wow, which wow. was like the most exciting time of your life. That's got to be really nerve-wracking as well, knowing that there's a bunch of other people who all want the same sort of goal and you know it's great to hear that it it it, you know only took 10 minutes to be able to get the funding in in that regards you know because it's you know it's it's fantastic to see people with money putting it behind stories like this it's really really fantastic yeah it was really great and and all the the six films that were pitched that day 
were all, all were funded and had their impact campaigns funded um, because it, you know really is an initiative about documentaries that can help create social change mm, mm. and so the impact campaign is incredibly important well definitely I and you know, I, I'm sounding like a broken record here, but I think that this, the impact of this film, if it gets seen by as many people as it should do, then I think it should, I think it would have a great impact. And that's a power of a great story. And, and, you know, it's a power of a great film. And, you know, it's, it's, it's your, your work that, that has made this a, a great film, but it's also Constance and uh, her family who is, you know, being able to tell this story as, as wonderfully as she has, um, is really just brilliant. So I, you know, thank you very much as a as somebody who thoroughly enjoyed the film. I, I, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Thank you. And and there was also a great team. The cinematographer, Joe Parker, and Marguerite Gray, the producer, and the editor, Denise Haslam, too. So everyone contributed, not just Yes, me. oh yeah, definitely a, a team effort. And the cinematography I think is just really wonderful. It looks beautiful. I mean it has been a very, very long time since I've I've been through the Wagga, but I, I, you know, I think after seeing this film, I'm like I would like to visit there again because <laughs> it looked it looked beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Lashing Wave. To hear more episodes of the show, head over to our website, which is abfilmreview.com, and also follow us on social media at The Last New Wave on both Facebook and on Twitter. As mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Constance on the Edge is playing at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival and will be screening on the 14th of July at 9.30pm. The festival itself runs from July 9th through to 16th. Make sure to head over to the website for more details, and that website, again, is mdff.com. .org.au Head over into the show notes if you want some links as well. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of The Last New Wave. Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to oscastnetwork.com for details.